back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto, founder of Brand Good Time, a marketing agency based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We work with a wide array of clients in various industries. So when people like to ask if we have a niche, I always respond with, yeah, brands and entrepreneurs who like to have a good time. So with that being said, we have a mix of different staged businesses that we work with, and startups typically fall onto our plates. Not mad about it. They're some of our favorites to work with, and in today's episode, I'm going to break out why I have seven reasons I sat down and came up with for why startups, especially tech startups, are some of our favorite clients to work with. Before I get into that, I just want to say, if you're listening to this at the end of 2022, this episode is going to wrap up our year pretty much, unless I just, you know, feel like dropping one more. But as of right now, this is going to end our year and subsequently end our season. There have been so many, so many episodes in this season, season four. I'm looking at my Google Doc right now and there's like 58 pages of outlines, which is insane. I should take this and make them blogs. That is a repurposing tip for you. (laughs) But this is, yeah, this has been a really long season. This season started right around the time we decided to scale Brand Good Time back into an agency from like this consultancy model. And so it's been a really wild ride. I definitely want to do a recap of some sort for 2022 and 2023. But guys, we're busy. We are so busy. And I hate to be that one who's like, we're so busy that we don't have time for marketing, but it's kind of true. And you know what? There's seasons of busy. And so we're just in this like weird phase right now where we're hiring and staffing and getting to a place where I can get back into marketing and recording some more podcasts. So in 2023, just look out for more podcast episodes, look out for more guest episodes. At some point, I'd love to put out like two a week. So, you know, ambitious. We're getting there. But I really want to wrap up this year with just this big highlight that has been one of the projects we're working on right now, which is a tech startup. And so it was really the catalyst for today's episode and why they're some of our favorite clients. So this one's pretty off the cusp. I just wrote down seven things and I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to share them with you. So this episode's really for anyone who wants to work in a strategy or even implementation capacity with tech startups. So keep that in mind. Keep in mind I'm coming at this from like a marketing and sales strategy perspective. We are not doing implementation for this client in terms of social. Let's just say we're doing high level strategy and we partnered with a strategic partner on this. They actually brought us in on the project and it really has just magnified how incredible startups that are doing it right it just magnified how incredible it can be to work for them and work with them, especially when it's the right partnership. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to start with reason number one, which is that there's a lot of room for success early on. So since most of the time with startups, they're called startups for a reason, they're starting up, you're starting from the ground up, it can be easy to create that upward momentum before you even really implement anything. So early on, you're working directly with the founders, you're working with the founding team on creating strategies and even starting to implement those strategies. And so you're working from zero. So when you're working from zero, there's a lot of room for success. So, you know, whether that's the showing the team what you've come up with or getting them some results right away, zero to one, you're going zero to one, not 
51 to 52, right? The change is so much bigger because you're starting from zero. So that's number one. That's that's a big one. A lot of room for success. A lot of big wins can happen early on. And, you know, if you're doing it right, if you're staying ahead, it's just awesome. Okay, number two is that even as a vendor or a third party, you have the chance to create a lot of influence and change. So if you're not part of that startup staff, let's just say, and I'm going to get into that in a second (laughs) with my third point. So if you're brought in like we were as a third party vendor, as someone who's consulting on strategy and helping them. So think of it this way. They to bootstrap it by doing a lot internally, but then hiring a third party vendor so they don't have to hire an employee for that. They're able to get multiple minds, multiple input, people who are like hyper focused on strategy, which is what me and our strategic partner are, marketing and sales strategy, branding strategy. We're really good at those things. So we're able to come in for a short period of time and give them something to run with so that when they do staff eventually, they keep talking about (laughs) bringing us on board. But if they do staff eventually, they have something to go based off of. So we have the opportunity to create a lot of influence and change because we're looked at as the industry experts. And like, that just feels really good. (laughs) So I love that about that. And number three is that it's not forever unless you want it to be. So most startups, especially ones who have investor money or they're looking for VC backing, they prefer to have in-house employees. This has been our experience. Our projects have never really extended over long periods of time, although they can. When you are hyper-focused on something like a marketing strategy or marketing implementation, VC backing investors... And then eventually people who want who are looking to acquire the business, they want to see that that's actually all being done in-house because it's that proprietary information that a company would be purchasing. They're not purchasing a consulting company or an agency. They're purchasing things that can happen and, and transfer if they get acquired. So for that reason, startups don't typically have long-term relationships with let's just say consulting agencies or positions that they could eventually hire in-house and staff for in like a traditional model. That's what we found. I'm sure there's other companies doing it differently, but that is the trend is that they want those in-house employees. So it's not forever unless you want it to be. The unless you want it to be is like, this has happened to me before. This is actually how my last company got acquired was they came and said, hey, you're a really valuable asset to our team. We want to buy your book of business and have you come in-house and be on our team. And at the time, that was an opportunity I was happy to take. I've talked about this in our initial episode. I think it's episode one. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. But that's just to say, like, if you love the company enough, it's also a great opportunity to go join something different. Nothing wrong with that. So that's number three. Number four is that everything changes super fast. Okay, I come from an agency background, so fast-moving things, New York City style, I thrive on that. Some people may not love that because it can feel kind of squirrely. To me, it's really exciting. Our team also just loves working on so many different things all the time. And so when things change super fast, I mean, it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing, but it can be a good thing when you have more investor money coming in so you're able to put more time and effort into certain places or, you know, like the company is really taking off and so you're able to innovate a little bit better because you have data. So everything changes super fast and you just have to be open to that and open to knowing that like some of your plans might get scrapped and like plan for that accordingly too and what you scope. Be firm in your boundaries. (laughs) 
Okay, number four is they tend to follow a done is better than perfect mentality. I say tend to. A proper leader of a tech startup is going to understand that done is better than perfect. They're going to stay in their zone of genius and they're going to let the experts that they hire run and do their thing. And sometimes you're limited on your resources because it's a startup. I mean, nothing is really put together. There aren't a ton of processes in place. Like you're working towards that. And so done is better than perfect just means let's, for the sake of marketing, let's get some things out there that are strategic, but let's just say we don't have our tagline completely flushed out yet. Okay, well, let's come back and fix that later, but let's have a presence. We're starting to drive traffic to the business. How how are we going to show that we're visually up and running and doing the thing? The tech startup we're working with right now, we have a really awesome landing page on the site. We're working on building out the rest of the site in the back end. We, we're not going to wait until the whole site was built before we start pushing it out there. So that's another example of done is better than perfect. All right. Number, I, have to, I can't count. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> five? <laughs> number five. Well, we just did number five. <laughs> number six. Number six is guinea pig mentality. So kind of already talked about, kind of not, but nothing is really off the table with startups in terms of marketing ideas. It's all a game of what's going to get the right attention, what's going to convert customers down to the bottom line. So you have the opportunity to try a lot of different things within reason. You're not, we're not trying to waste money here, but we can throw a lot more ideas in the pool because not a lot has been tried within the company, within this model. So I love that about startups that you can really just bring a lot to the table. And I feel like no idea is a bad idea. It's just narrowing down on the one that is going to prove results and what you think can can really move the needle. And then the last one is that flexibility is the name of the game. Again, some people don't like this. Some people want that rigid structure. But I will say with startups, especially tech startups, rigid structure is not really not really a good thing <laughs> or not that it's not a good thing but it's just hard to come by because th- again going back to things are changing so quickly you create a process for something and then something changes and all of a sudden you have to change everything so really at the end of the day the mission of the company should stay the same with what you're working with like what the core service of what they do the core product of what they do stays the same in terms of what it delivers, but the direction and the execution of that mission can change. So just being open to that. I like being on my toes in these situations and really running with the changes that inevitably comes as a result. So that's why we really love tech startups. (laughs) But to wrap that up, you know, these are the seven things that we really love about tech startups. I'm going to repeat them again just in case you're like, maybe I want to target tech startups. Give me a reason why I should. There's a lot of room for success early on. Even as a vendor or a third party, you can have a chance to create a lot of influence and change. It's not forever unless you want it to be. Everything changes super fast. They tend to follow a done is better than perfect mentality. They also offer that guinea pig mentality and flexibility is the name of the game. So, nice quick episode for y'all today. I just wanted to (laughs) shed some light a little bit, I guess, on what we've been up to. This project that we're working on with this tech startup has taken up a lot of our time this last quarter. So I've been a little quiet in other places, but it's because we're hard at work. And y'all, I cannot wait to hand over this case study and really, really share the results of how we've been able to help this company. So if you're interested in that too, you know, please, please message me on Instagram at Brand Good Time or shoot me an email, Lauren at BrandGoodTime.com. 
I love talking about different types of clients and how to help them. So don't hesitate. Really, I'm a human and I like to talk about these things because I'm weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Like I said, we're going to have so much, so much fun in 2023. I cannot wait to roll out the red carpet on just everything we've kind of been gatekeeping over here. And I just want to share everything with all of you. So definitely tune in if you enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and review us or share it to your stories on Instagram. Tag me. Let's have a conversation. And with that being said, I hope you have a, a wonderful holiday season. I hope you take some time off because this has been a crazy quarter for all of us. And we will catch you on the next season of She's Busy AF. <laughs>